welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome, everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Your Marketing University and our Driving Your Marketing podcast. And this whole podcast is about bringing in cool people that I meet throughout the world to share their stories and share things that they've got going on. And most importantly, to share what they've done to market themselves, market their clients, things like that. Because let's face it, marketing tends to be that one scary thing for a lot of entrepreneurs that are just starting out. Or maybe you've even been in business for a while and the world has changed a little bit, which tends to happen a lot. And so that's why I do this show. I bring in some really fun people that I've met from throughout the world. And the idea is to help debunk the scariness of marketing. I don't want it to be scary for you. I want it to be something that's easy, simple, and actually a lot of fun. Because I've actually, as a speaker, I get out there and I ask people, how many of you love marketing? And quite honestly, I actually get very few people that raise their hands when they when I ask that question. And I've even had people tell me they think it's like black magic and voodoo. And that's what we want to get rid of. So I bring in cool people. And today's guest is Honor Recorder. And she has got some really cool stuff. We actually met through Andrea Waltz. And I did an interview with Andrea for this show a while back. You should definitely check it out off of the website. And she introduced me to Honor and said, you know what? You need to interview this girl. You need to talk to her and it's been a couple of months I finally got was able to get her booked in so Honoré is the best-selling author of more than a dozen books including her latest vision to reality how short-term massive action equals long-term maximum results as well as several other books out there she is a coach she's a consultant she teaches a lot of really cool people a lot of cool things so Honoré thank you so much for joining me today I'm so delighted to be with you. Thank you for having me. And so let's let's kind of get right in. Tell us a little bit more about your story because, you know, I always go with that whole thing, and I think I explained this to you before we hit the recording, that I hate reading bios because I'm terrible at reading things. I can read them, but reading them out loud is not my, my specialty. So I said just the quick highlights. I want to hear a little bit more of your story, how you got started, and what kind of cool things you're up to. Let's go ahead and start with that. Okay, great. So I am a business coach now and a, an author and a speaker. And I started years ago in network marketing. So I did like long enough in the corporate world to realize that they want you to come to work every day for a certain amount of time. And that really wasn't for me. So I also wanted to, um, I learned during that short stint that the harder you work does not necessarily equal the more money you make. And so I decided entrepreneurialism was for me, that my dad was right, that if you work for someone else, they're going to get rich and not you. But if you work for yourself, if you work hard enough and smart enough, eventually you could do pretty well for yourself and you could do uh, well from doing good. And so that's what I've been doing. So I started, my first career was in network marketing and I was pretty successful in that business. And actually what was toward the end of my career in network marketing, which I didn't know at the time, was when the company that I was working with hired a business coach for me, and it totally changed my life. My business uh, coach helped me to reach my 18-month exit strategy goals in three months and then said, I think you would make a great coach. And I said, what? Who, me? Okay, that sounds fun. Let's try that. And here I am 15 years later getting to write books and work with people to help them to solve their biggest problems and achieve their biggest goals and visions and write books 
and speak to audiences all over the place. And I wake up every day and pinch myself and go, what? Are you sure? Okay, right on. <laughs> Very cool. It is awesome. I love that story because it, it shows, you know, you got into entrepreneur, you know, you were one of those people that I like to say was unemployable. And I am more, definitely one of those people as well. You get that situation where it's like, you're not happy being there and your boss kind of generally feels it and says, you know what, I'm not happy with you being here either. I, I know that was my experience anyway. And, you know, I know that from early on, I had the entrepreneur spirit and that's what got me out to do what I do now. I love it. And it's so fun when we can actually do that and realize this is where our place is in the world. And, you know, what you just shared on, you started off getting into network marketing and that led to your coaching business and you becoming a coach. And it is, it's kind of fun when you see that transition and you actually go through and you, you do have that moment where you kind of pinch yourself and go, Hey, wait, this is, this is what I actually get to do. This is actually fun. Absolutely. And it's a shock. It's a shock. (laughs) I wake up every day. It's kind of like my husband. After six years, I still feel like a newlywed and I wake up every day and he's still there. And I'm like, yes. So (laughs) I feel that way about my work. But what I realized working for someone else was that I would take on the work of other people because I was pretty effective and efficient in my work. And so they would say, oh, well, help Tony to to make his calls and to meet his numbers. And I would help Tony. And yet I didn't get Tony's paycheck. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Hold the farm. That's not cool with me. Right. So I feel like the only way, the only way to really get the full benefit out of what I was doing was to work for myself. So then I had to go and figure out what that was, what it was I was going to do. Right. That is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your latest book, because I know that was one of the things that struck my my chord when I saw the title of the book. And, the, and I was like, OK, this is something I think we really need to talk about. So the, the book is Vision to Reality. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How did you know what was the starting point ideas? What's it about? All that kind of fun stuff. Sure. So Vision to Reality, the subtitle is How Short-Term Massive Action Equals Long-Term Maximum Results. I wrote the book because I wanted a reference guide for my clients for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted them to understand how I was coaching them. What was the philosophy behind what I was doing when I was coaching them? Because I can either coach them or I can explain coaching to them, but I can't do both at the same time. Right. So I wanted a reference guide for them and for me. And then once I wrote the book and I was in the process of writing the book and I was in the final draft, of it, I realized that anybody could benefit from reading the book. It could be kind of fully encapsulated for someone. So they didn't necessarily need it as a companion to coaching. They could actually walk themselves through it. It's not as effective when you do it yourself, but you can absolutely do it if you have the right personality for it. So the vision to reality is about how to take that picture you have in your mind of how you'd really like it to be if you could turn the picture in your mind into your real-life reality. But it's the, it's the map, the roadmap to how to actually make that happen. Awesome. I love that. Now, who would this book be for? Let's, uh, let's ask that one because I want to make sure that everybody gets the, the point of who is uh, a good audience for this book. The book is for entrepreneurs, business owners, stakeholders in their business, someone who, someone who has a job and want to get, make the most out of their job or someone who wants to go from, from working for someone to mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, someone who is an entrepreneur and isn't quite sure how to get to the next level, someone who's stuck in where they are as well. Like they can't figure out how to break through and they need to figure out how to engineer circumstances, create a plan, create that vision, define those goals and go to the next level. 
right. Very cool. I love that. And that was, I think, the, the key point there was someone who's stuck because I think that based on what you've told me so far, and I'll, and I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, so I am looking forward to it. Um, but I, I wanted to, you know, based on the synopsis of it and what you just said to me, I want people to actually realize that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we don't have the answers when we start out. We have to get mentors, coaches, people that can help us, you know, find the way and help us create that roadmap, as you called it, which I love that term. I actually have a, a program based around marketing called the Small Business Marketing Roadmap, and that's kind of the same basic mm -hmm. idea, only specific to the marketing realm. And that's what I think we all really need that is we need to have that roadmap saying, okay, we're at point A and we're trying to get to point Z, but we're not even sure how to get to point B or C yet. How do we map that out? And so that's where this is a great, great resource for people. And as, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think it's awesome because a lot of times we tend to try to do everything all by ourselves and we feel like we're alone in the world. And so this is a great tool to be able to use there. But on top of that, even if you're in a situation of being a, an employee, which is perfectly fine if that's where you're happy with, but you, you still want to succeed, you want to excel, you want to be able to grow in that company or maybe switch to another company, you do need to have those same kind of plans in place. And I think, you know, one of the best things to think about, and I don't remember who it was I originally heard this from, I think it was actually Brian Tracy was, no matter who you are, no matter what your position is in the world, you have to think like an entrepreneur, even if you're the, even if you're a janitor, because that's what's going to help you succeed and get better at what you do. Right, and it's that ownership mentality yes. that's going to get you where you want to go, no matter what you're doing, even if you're scraping gum off the sidewalk in front of the entire state building, if you own that, if you're amazing at it, someone's going to notice. And they're going to reward you for that excellent behavior. But I think what to reference what you were talking about before is if there's a way for you to find this and use the tip of the spear and get the results that you want, that's the that's what you want. You want that marketing program that's going to take the guesswork out of it. Because sure, you can figure it out, but it's going to take you a lot longer than just engaging an expert that absolutely knows the path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the things I always love, and that's why you know that's why you do what you do is one of the reasons that I do what I do is because we want to help people short you know shortcut that that learning experience because we've made the mistakes we've been in business for this long you know we've seen it seen all these things like hey you know what here's all the things that I did the mistakes that I did here's what I found actually worked now go run with that and you know hopefully people take that run with it and actually you know get some results which is I mean, that's the goal with anybody is in a coaching type scenario absolutely very cool so you talk a lot about short term um, the short term massive action explain what that is and tell us a little bit more about what you're talking about there well so short term massive action was my answer to are you focusing on something for too short of a period of time, like 30 days, or are you trying to accomplish something over a really long period of time, like a year, such as when you set a New Year's resolution, and it's not quite working out for you? Because if you're focusing on something for 30 days, you might really be doing all of the right things, but you haven't gotten into the sweet spot, into that place of momentum where you're seeing the results of your efforts, mm -hmm. and you may give up. But if you have a year to do something, I don't know about you, but if I set a New Year's resolution, I'm like, okay, cool. This is my resolution for this year, and I'm going to start working on that right before things. <laughs> nice. Because there's no urgency. Right? Right. They're like, okay, all right, cool. So as long as I get it done before midnight on December 31st, I work well under pressure. So we'll just stay late <laughs> uh -huh, <laughs> and get it done one. later. 
Yes, yes. So I work with people in 100-day cycles, and I do that because I worked with myself in 100-day cycles originally. So when I first was taking on becoming an entrepreneur, what I was hearing was you work for a quarter. Well, how many days in a quarter? I don't know, 89, 88, 90, 91? Well, there's math involved. So I want to make $100,000 in 88 days, which means I have to make $1,047 or whatever it is. Like, how? that's too much math. Right. So I thought, well, I'll just make a hundred thousand dollars in a hundred days, and every day I need to make a thousand dollars. And on day seventeen, if I've made seventeen thousand dollars, then I'm seventeen percent to goal, and I'm right on track. And if I've made twenty thousand dollars, I'm three percent ahead. And if I've made fourteen thousand dollars, I'm three percent behind. And I always knew where I was. Mm-hmm. So eventually, in my coaching practice, I was actually selling people six months of coaching, and I wasn't giving them any tangibles. And when I sat back to think about it, I was like, wow, I'm charging a, a pretty fair price, I felt, for what I was doing for my clients. And I also realized that I wasn't going to fall for the banana and tailpipe. I was like, I wouldn't be paying that for somebody if they weren't giving me a tangible. So I thought, well, what can I do to get someone a tangible so that they feel more comfortable engaging me? And I had a full practice, but I just, I always try to ask myself that better question. Like, how can I be better, more efficient, more effective uh-huh. for the people that I'm serving. And so I took my own 100-day plan that I was using, and I designed a whole program around it, which is the STMA, the short-term massive action, um, which Vision to Reality is based. So I then was able to give someone their packet. Like, here's the process that I go through. I'm your coach, and this is the process that I use to write four books a year and to have a full coaching practice and to diversify my income and have multiple streams of income. This is how I do it on six to eight hours a day or less. So interesting to you? Okay, great. So here's your tangible, and I'm going to walk you through that same process so that you can get the same or better results than I get. Very cool. I love that, and I love. I think that there's a really powerful lesson in that. Not, um, you know, I love. I love the fact that you put out there. This is a hundred days. It's easy math. That's a number one thing. I think we tend to make things complicated, and that drives me nuts. So the fact of okay, we're not going to go through and figure out. I need to make this much in eighty-eight days, or you know, you think if you want to make a million dollars in in one year, that's like eighty-three thousand six hundred and sixty-seven dollars in some sense. It's an odd, funky number. And for me, it's like, okay, no, I want to I make a flat number. I like flat, simple math. And the way that you just did that is it's because it's simple. It's much easier for people to actually see. It's more tangible in that aspect where people can go, oh, okay, that's, that's simple. I get that. There's no complications involved, and I really appreciate that. But on top of that, the thing you just said that I think everybody really needs to pay attention to was that you built this 100-day cycle program that you use yourself, and it's then you turn around and you use it with your clients. And that's a great selling point, I think, as as a especially anybody who's in the coaching world, which I think a lot of a lot of our listeners actually are, is they should look at, okay, how can I devise something that I am using this specific program myself, and I'm going to use it with you and help you implement it as well, Um, as opposed to, like, a lot of coaches, they tend to, they got their training from someplace, and then they basically sell this stuff, but it's not quite as tangible, I think is is kind of a good term for it. So I love the way you did that. I think that's a huge, huge lesson for people. I mean, you know, one of the programs that I I have that's really popular right now is my my follow-up mastery program. And it's based off of 
a follow-up system that I use myself. I devised it for myself because I was meeting so many people and built, you know, I had stacks and stacks of business cards on my desk and I found that I had a problem and I had to figure it out. So I built the system myself to use it to start following up more effectively with people. And then now I've taken that system and made it generic enough that it can be used by anybody instead of the very specifics for me, but it's based off of my system that I use every single day. And it's that's why I think that that's honestly why that program is as successful as it is, is because of the fact that it's something that I built based on what I do myself. Yes, and people like to model something that's actually tried and true as opposed to theory. And I think it's why I actually certify coaches in my method. Like I actually teach coaches how mm-hmm. to work with people in 100-day increments. I certify STMA coaches. And inter- interestingly, they come to me to hire the, for, <laughs> to hire me to help them build their coaching practice, and then they realize, oh, gosh, I could actually just become certified in this, and I have something that's tried and true, and I can sell it. What will work if someone wants to devise their own process as opposed to engaging someone else's, right? Because we all have different settings, right? Some people want to create and some people want to plug in and it's neither good, bad, right or wrong. It's effective or ineffective. So it's what's effective for someone, but what's going to be most effective is authenticity and what works for you mm-hmm. and going open kimono and saying, and, and I'm going to go open kimono and say, I don't like math. I only like addition, adding numbers to numbers. <laughs> I brought in this much and then I brought in this much and then I brought in this much. I also like multiplication. I do not like subtraction and division. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, that's why it's a 1% per day for 100 days. And when someone says to me, how do you do a year? I'm like, well, I have 100 days every year. I start in January and I go to mid-April and then I roll back into another 100 days, the end of end of April, and then I go till the beginning of August. And then in August, it's hot and I don't want to work. So I don't work in August. And then I start again right after Labor Day. And I do 100 days, beginning of September until about mid-December, and then it's cold, and I don't want to work, so I mm-hmm. take the holidays off. <laughs> so out of 365 days, I'm really intentional and purposeful for 300 of those days, and then there's 65 days in there that I'm less intentional and less purposeful, and actually it causes me to recharge my batteries, and once I get people on that schedule, they actually like it too, because then they know a break is coming and all those things. So for the coaches that are listening, Share the thing that's working for you because then that's what's going to make you irresistibly attractive to the people that will want to engage you. Right. I love that. And I do, I think that you just said something really powerful with that, that I think everybody, not just coaches need to pay attention to is that, you know, most of us, we're, we go into being an entrepreneur. Number one is because we want to solve problems for, for the world. That's, that's kind of part of our nature. But on top of it is, is, is also building a lifestyle type of business, something that that we can be satisfied with. We can know that we're providing great value to our clients, but at the same time, give us some freedom as well. And I think that what you just laid out is an amazing plan because you go through that cycle of saying, okay, I'm going to have a hundred, hundred days where I'm going to work hard. And here's the, you know, here's the plan. Here's the steps. Here's where I know I'm on the right path or I'm not based on where my numbers are, which are super simple. And then I can lay it out to say, okay, I'm going to take this month off, you know, and that's kind of cool because 
you're not you're not thinking in 365 days. You're thinking in 100 days and 100 days and 100 days. And guess what? There's an extra 65 days in there that's going to get missed somewhere. You get to put those into free time. You know, it's a nice thing to think yeah. about. Which a lot of times as entrepreneurs, and I know I'm I'm like super super guilty of this myself, is that I'm a workaholic. I I don't take days off near as much as I should. I don't take holidays very often. I'm really excited because tomorrow I'm actually driving to Boise to go see my family, and it's just me by myself. I'm going to be taking a week and I'm not taking the entire week off. I'm just going to be working less. And, but that's like my normal nature. And I know, I mean, I've, I can't count the number of people that say, okay, you need to actually start taking days off every once in a while. And I'm really guilty of it. And I know a lot of other entrepreneurs that are as well, where you need that, that time to recharge. And this is a great plan to put that in place to where you can give yourself that way. Cause you can say, okay, I'm on day 32 of my hundred days, I need to step it up if I'm a little bit behind or, you know, I'm on track, I'm doing great. At my hundred days, I get to reward myself and recharge my batteries, which is awesome. I love that. Yes. And that little break that I have in April, those Mm -hmm. two weeks in between, that's when I'm working with someone, I work with them on day one and then again on day 15 and then again on day 29. So they're on this every two week schedule. So they Mm -hmm. get those two weeks off and during those two weeks, their homework for those that are consistent and stay on my on my schedule, that's their two weeks to because you can't always vacation during those two weeks, right? right. But it's definitely the two weeks off from coaching. But mm-hmm. while they're doing their little mini coaching vacation, they're reviewing the hundred days. So what worked and what didn't work, and then what they're also doing is planning their next hundred days. It's like okay, well, what didn't work that I want to do better next time what work that I want to like pick up a notch what am I turbocharging the next time so I'm always like okay day one next level like this is, like, mm-hmm. this is so fun because I'm peeling back the layers of the engine they're like surely there's nothing else and I'm like oh I've been doing this a long time I got plenty at my sleeve we right. can keep growing and growing and growing so the for the people that started with me years and years ago they started with you know a solo practice with a part-time bookkeeper and now they have full-on firms with employees and they're taking more vacations than they ever took when they were on their own. But I'm just going to say to you that just like meditation that you think, I don't have time to meditate. You don't have time not to meditate. Like the thing you can't afford is the thing that you can't afford not Mm -hmm. to invest in. And the vacation is that you need that time just to let yourself relax. There has to be a little break in the action for you to recharge and be excited. So usually when I go on these two week breaks, like the first week I'm sleeping the first week I'm like comatose. Like I wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, eating toast and eggs is exhausting. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> and then week two, I want to go back to work so bad I'm itching. Like mm-hmm. I like I recharged my batteries and I'm vibrating at a whole new level. And I like to feel that way. And that's how entrepreneurs generally feel, right? Like we're workaholics because we love what we do. I actually feel like I'm, I play, I don't work for a living. And I get paid for it, which is kind of like, oh, how cool is that? That's kind of fun. Yeah. But that's how you want to feel. You don't mm-hmm. or you're so burnt out that you're passing out at 6 o'clock on a Friday night and you can't spend enough of the weekend just recovering from the week. That's no fun. Right. And that's – I think that that was really cool the way you explained it too because you take that two weeks off and you are – 
you're just going nuts, ready to get back to work. And that's a good place to be because I know, I mean, I can tell from, from you and, and I know in my own personal experience, I love this job. I love what I do. It's, I don't consider it a job. This is my hobby. Um, it's a hobby that I do make money at, which is great, but it's not, you know, I think of it like a hobby. I have fun with it. It's, it's something that I get up in the morning. I'm excited about, but you know, there are times where we get burned out. We have clients that drive us nuts. The, the world, you know, economy shifts, all kinds of different things happen and we do get burned out and a lot of it is because we work so hard so much that our body does need that rest time and by just taking that time taking a week or two weeks here or there that gives you to the point where you're saying okay I'm not doing anything I'm not doing any work I'm on vacation or I'm taking my break or whatever you want to call it and then your brain starts kicking in and says okay no I can't do this anymore I need to get back to producing I need to be doing something cool and that's a cool place to be because then you're excited to get back to it again. Yes. And one of the things that I make sure I do is I take Sundays and I rest. Mm-hmm. Sundays are my rest day. I mean, during football season, go Saints. <laughs> that's my big, <laughs> that's my big thing. But if I can watch that game in my sweats on my couch, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Just chill out. Like I need that time just to decompress from the world. And then I'm ready to go. I wake up every morning excited and so grateful for my life. And that's a really great place to be. And if someone isn't there, then that's the aspiration and they can start working toward that. But that doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen one day at a time for sure. Right. Awesome. Now, one of the things I want to ask you about, because I know that you you believe in having a plan A and only a plan A. So we, we always hear stuff about, you know, what's your plan B and that kind of stuff. And so I'm assuming you're not really a big fan of that, are you? No, and it's so funny. I didn't realize that I was out here on the skinny branch by myself when I declared <laughs> have a plan A. Everybody's like, what do you mean? Always have a plan B, have a backup plan. I didn't say don't be redundant. Like don't have a backup drive for your computer. That's different from I'm going to have, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to have this business. I'm going to have this career. I'm going to do this. But it's like, if that doesn't work out, I'll just live in my car. Right. I Mm -hmm. thought people have this thing that they really, really, really want, but they commit like 97, 98, 99%. And they're always thinking like, what happens if it doesn't work? What's my exit? What's my chicken exit? And I'm just like, you know what? Lay it all on the ground. Lay it all on the floor. Leave it all on the mat. Like commit 100% because there's something very interesting when you commit 100% to an outcome. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if the universe or this whatever, whatever it is, whatever that power is, whatever that force is, and I'm not sure what it is, honestly. Like the older I get, the more I know, the more I know that I don't know. But whatever that is, when we commit to an outcome, providence steps in, whatever providence actually is. You've heard that saying, right? When you commit 100% providence steps in, we're like, what is providence anyway? But whatever it is, it's very powerful, and it comes to your aid. And all of a sudden, when you've said, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing, people cross your path, opportunities pop up, an email comes or a text comes or you see a post. Mm-hmm. Like when you're ready for that next thing, interesting story. When I turned 40, I was like, you know what? I'm getting old. I'm tired of working so hard. So I'm going to come up with a five-year plan to replace one income with another. And it wasn't maybe six or seven months later, I saw a tweet. Now, how many tweets are made every second, let alone every minute, let alone every day? Mm-hmm. I happened to see a tweet about ebooks. 
about smash words and about somebody had published their ebook and I started doing some research into it. And I was like, oh, hey, this ebook thing is going to go somewhere. Hey, Honoré, you have some ebooks. Maybe you should put them up for sale, right? Like, we'll slow in the uptake, I guess. <laughs> so I started doing that. And now it's a whole entire profitable division of my business, so much so that my CPA said to me, hey, you need to, you, that needs its own company. But when I created the plan, all I said was, I want to put, replace my income of working with leveraged income. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know it would be certifying coaches. I didn't know it would be ebooks. I didn't know it would be paperbacks. I didn't know it would be programs, right? I didn't know that I that, that four years into my five-year plan, I would have all the things going. I just committed to it. I was like, listen, people, by the time I'm 45, <laughs> that's like old and stuff. I mean, here are my daughters. <laughs> like, just tell me, tell me that you didn't think people in their 40s were old when you were my age. And like, I absolutely did. And now that I'm in my 40s, it's not so old. However, the older you get, the smarter you get, the less hard you want to work. I'm just going to say, for those of you youngsters that are listening in, <laughs> so you want to work smarter so that you don't have to work as hard. And so four years into that five-year plan, I just had my birthday yesterday, and I am really on my way to completely obliterating that goal by next year. Yes. Not even not even a, a question, but I had to commit to it first. I had to say, this is what I'm doing. I'm not quite sure how we're going to get there, but let's go. And then all of a sudden, I saw a tweet, which literally changed my life. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. And there, there's, I mean, there's so much power in what you just said, because number, number one, I want to say publicly on the show, happy birthday. I know I sent you a Skype message yesterday about, mm-hmm. about that, but on top of it, I want to say happy birthday It's awesome. Awesome to be part of it and to be able to say happy birthday to you and all that kind of fun stuff. Thank um, you. And, and then on top of that, the, the fact of the, the no plan B, I love that. And they, because I mean, we've probably, I am sure you've probably heard it. I've heard it at least a hundred different directions. People have told the story about the, um, some, you know, some army that's, I don't even remember when it was something like a Greek army or something. They land on an Island and the captain burned the boats in order to make sure that they had no retreat. They had no way to get, get off. They had to either win or die. And, I mean, that's kind of the extreme example of it, but that is essentially what you're doing when you're saying, all right, I'm 100% committed. I don't have a plan B. I don't have another action. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I know one of the things for me is like I look at the fact that, you know what, I can't go get a job. I don't want a job. I don't want to work for somebody else in that capacity. Um, and I'm quite honestly, I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't want me working there either. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we've been in that situation, I, I remember the last, Roger I, think, that. I think it was the last actual job that I had. My boss walks in the door and says, I'm not sure that this is working out. And I said, you know what? I agree. Uh, let's make next Friday my last day. And <laughs> it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, you know, look at, look at me now. I've, I've gone through two businesses. My first business is still tech technically running. We've had it for over eight or 19 years now. And this business I'm having a blast with, I have fun with it. And the other, I mean, I couldn't imagine going back to, you know, a desk job. And, and so when you get that situation saying, okay, well, this is how it's going to work and, and always keep in mind, it's not going to be a clear path. Sometimes you're going to have to take some detours. If we want to go back to the roadmap analogy, sometimes there's going to be construction on the road and you're going to have to take a bit of a detour, but that's not meaning you're not going to get to the final destination. It's just that you have to be a little bit creative on how you get there. And I love that. And adjusting. It's, adjusting every step of the way. And honestly, when you only have plan A, 
it's been interesting that plan A tends to work, work out. Like I didn't have anybody to call and say, you know what? I'm a little bit in debt. Can you help me out? Or I can't meet my bills. Can you help me out? Or mm-hmm. can I come move in with you for a minute? And I, I don't begrudge the people that have that because I think sometimes it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I just know I never had it. It was never an option. It was never the thing that I had in, my, in the back of my head. And I spent six and a half, seven years as a single mom with no, no backup. There was no plan B. It was, this kid needs to eat every day. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. needs a place to live every day. It's amazing how kids actually want to be fed every single day. I have yet to figure that (laughs) one out. (laughs) Food and love. I'm like, I always say that to her. She'll be like, Mom, I'm thirsty. And I'm like, you drank water yesterday. Like, what? (laughs) Can we not have a break? For real. (laughs) But when that's the case, you figure it out. We become very resourceful when our back is against the wall. So as opposed to having your back against the wall because you're up against something, I prefer to be proactive and not have the problem in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And and it is so, so true. If you can be in that situation and say, okay, this is – there is no other option. I need to figure this out. We become more creative. And a lot of times whatever the results are end up being bigger and better than what we imagined to begin with, which is awesome. Oh, my gosh. If somebody would have given me a peek into my future when I was in my 20s, I would have been giddy. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Absolutely. For sure. I think I might have wanted to have avoided some of the towns I visited on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, been there like, before. Okay, yeah. okay yeah. so 2003, not so great. So we're just going to skip. We're going to sleep through that or skip it or whatever. <laughs> Go right to 2007, but it's fine, right? Yeah. No, it's definitely. What you learn on along the way. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's something else that you talked about with this the the fact of the single tweet that that made the world a difference for you. I think that I'm a huge believer in um, vari- variations of the law of attraction, and I, I believe in the law of attraction. There's some people that don't believe in it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a scientific twist on it for you. So so kind of keep your ears open for this. Is that you know if you believe in the law of attraction, it's a matter of if what you think about the universe will provide, and that's pretty much the gist of it. But I always look at it of you know one of my friends is Larry Winget, and he's not a believer in it in itself. But if you look at it from a different standpoint, and this is why I came up with this is because I needed something to argue with him about, was that if you think about it, the scientific concept is there is there's a part of your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that is is type of mind awareness. So if you've ever had that situation where you bought a new car and all of a sudden you see 150,000 of that same car driving down the road, same color and everything, but you never noticed it before, that's because top of mind awareness is kicking in. Your reticular activating system is kicking in. It's not that those cards just all of a sudden showed up. They were there to begin with, but you didn't notice it until you started thinking about it. And so like that tweet, that single tweet was you built, you made this plan saying, okay, this is what I got to do this and I got to make a hundred percent commitment to make it happen. And so your brain is actually starting to focus on things. And like you said, I mean, how many tweets are there a day? There's thousands and thousands. And, but that one you knew, okay, this is what I need to do to get from point A to point B. And that one was, hey, here's here's a step that's going to help you get to point B. And that's why it stood yeah. out to you. And so that's, yeah. I think that's so, so powerful. And a lot of times people just don't think of it that way. No, and it's very interesting that you made it scientific, not unlike Pam Grout, the author of E Squared. I don't know if you know about that book. She has a new one, E Cubed. 
and it's about nine energy experiments that basically prove that the law of attraction is real. Mm-hmm. You just have to put it into practice. And so I'm a huge fan of Larry, by the way. So if he needs new friends, tell him I'm I'm also open for that conversation. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you have to put out in into the universe what it is that you want. First, you have to define it. What is it that you want? And then I'm not just a believer in waiting for the tweet to cross your path. I'm also a believer in having a plan that supports the vision that you want to create. So having that plan in place and that you're actually as you're praying, moving your feet, mm-hmm. proving to the universe that it should in, indeed help you right. along the way. Well, and that's, I mean, I've studied, I've studied a lot of that. And then one of the things is there's, there's all this uproar about like the secret when it came out, some, some people loved it and some people thought it was, was a bunch of hogwash because of the fact that so many people sat there and started thinking, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, but they forgot about the other laws of the universe, like you know the law of action, meaning you have to actually get off your butt and do something too. Um, you know, Forget about some of those things. And that's and I love that when we, we can actually put this into a different format and, and change the thought process behind it and say, okay, so you know what you want. Now you have to actually map out how are you going to get there and that's where we go back to your book and this whole conversation which is really great now one of the things i want to ask you about is um you you talk about and this is a term that i've heard before one of my coaches that i used a long time ago was who originally introduced me to it was a b-hag let's talk about b-hags for a minute big hairy audacious goals yes get you up early and keep you up late your goals are set correctly you have a hard time sleeping I know I do. I'm mm-hmm. really excited and really tired all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so, so what's, why, are, why is it so important to have those big goals? Because there's, there's controversy that goes back and forth about goals that are so big that they're almost unattainable. And that I want to kind of do some differentiation. According to who? According yeah. to who? Who right. says the goal's too big? First of all, who are they? Yeah. Well, and, and what do they have to do with it? Exactly, and that's why I want to have this conversation. I want to, I want to see. Okay, so what, what are your thoughts behind this? Um, well, my thought is, if you have a goal, if you have something that you really want, who are you not to achieve it? Mm-hmm. That's number one. If cool. someone's telling you you can't, you can't achieve it, then who are they to tell you that they can't? And do they live a life that you aspire to live? And finally, if there's something that you really want, then define it proclaim it, visualize it, and take action toward it. And back to your comment about the law of action, like the law of attraction seems so much more fun than the law of action. But I think people don't realize that they're married to each other. (laughs) Yeah. They're like salt and pepper. Nice. (laughs) It's not good to salt something without a little pepper also on it. I like that. That's a really good phrase. Yeah. Well, I just made that up, so we're good. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely use that quote, and I'm going to credit you to it. Um, so we're getting close on time here, but I have one more thing I want to ask you about. And it's, a, it's actually a quote that did come out of your book. Um, your inner circle determines your outer circumstances. Let's explain that to us a little bit because I love that. Well, it's interesting that there is a, a saying or a quote or something that is, the, and I'm not sure of the exact quote or the exact number, but it's something like, five, 12 closest people to you um, are going to pretty much determine how much you make, where you live, mm-hmm. and the circumstances of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's the truth, and I also believe that it is, mm-hmm. you have to be really careful about the power of environment because who you have around you, very interesting. I have 
really cool friends who are up to really big things. So if I was talking to them and they were like, yeah, I'm writing this book and I'm going on this vacation, I'm taking this cruise and you know, I'm getting this plane, I just got this new car, what are you doing, Honoré? It's like, oh, I can't wait for scandal tonight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I'm going to watch the whole season of NASCAR in person. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But we wouldn't have anything to talk about, right? I'd have to go find other people for him. Not that I'm not going to watch Scandal. Super excited. It's the season premiere. However, I'm also doing 94 other other things, right? right? Scandal's my recharge time. That's not the only thing that I'm doing. So mm-hmm. the people that you have around you are going to inform and influence your life. You must choose them with care. So if you're talking to someone and they're up to really big things, you're, if you're not inspired to do really big things, they probably won't be inspired to be around you. Conversely, if you're talking to someone and they're not up to really big things and they're not challenging you, they may look at you like you have two heads or that you're crazy. Like, who are you to want this? Or who are you to want that? Or who are you? I remember one of my girlfriend's husbands, when I published my first book, one of my girlfriend's husbands, she brought home my book and he was like, who's on a way to write a book? And I was like, that guy's never going to write on my private jet. Just let him know. But you can write on my debt because you support me. But him, he gets to fly, fly commercial. Yep. Nice. <laughs> right? So like, if you don't believe in me, then you don't get to write on my debt, everybody. So mm-hmm. the same goes for anyone listening. If someone doesn't fully support you, then they're probably not the right person to have around you because they're not going to inspire you to be your greatest and best self. So who right. you have around you really does determine your circumstances, your income, your neighborhood, what you drive, where you go, who you see, what you're encouraged to do. And as far as we know for sure, this is the only life you get. It might as well be as awesome of a ride as you can possibly make it. Right. And I love that. And, and thank you for sharing that because that is such a powerful thing that a lot of times people don't realize. And, you know, our topic today hasn't necessarily been specifically marketing, like marketing tactics or anything like that. This is more big picture business stuff and not even just business, your life, your personal life as well. And I really appreciate everything you put out here. This has been so, so good. And I know that you got to get going because I know you've got another call coming up. So I want to be careful of your time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I mean, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a blast with this. I got so, so many great ideas on it. I look forward to, to checking out your book and actually getting a copy so I can read it myself. Um, how can other people get a, get a copy of your book? Well, it's available everywhere books are sold. And if they want to know more about it or me, they can go to my website, which is honorequarter.com. So H-O-N-O-R-E-E, quarter, C-O-R-D-E-R.com. And there are links to the books there. They can buy the book on the site or they can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Smashwords, anywhere that books are sold, they can buy the book. Awesome. And I will make sure that we put the, the links to that in the show notes as well. So, Honoré, thank you so much for joining us. What If you have one last parting thought for everybody, what would that be? Well, I think it's the one last parting thought is that whatever you want, whatever you can conceive in your mind, whatever that vision is, make that your reality. Don't think that it's not possible for you. Think that it is possible for you. Believe that it is possible for you. Believe that you deserve it and then commit to it 100% and just keep putting one foot in front of the other until you wake up one day and go, oh, wait, holy crap, it's for real. (laughs) I love it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And one of the things I always like to, to leave leave on the show notes with is, number one, for everybody listening, get out there, have an amazing week. Get take you know Go get Honoré's book, read it, 
take action on this stuff. And then for you, Henri, do me a favor. If there's anything I can ever do to help you out, reach out and let me know. I will do it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody listening. Do me a favor. Um, get out there. Have an amazing week. And also, if you are listening to this on iTunes, I, we would love it if you would leave a review. Let us know what we're doing, what it was your biggest takeaway from this show, because I'd love to be able to see those things, share them out, and you know, know are we are we on the right spot? Because if there's something like this going on, we definitely we want to have more guests that are talking about these kind of topics. So get out there. Have an amazing Rockstar Week, as always, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.